Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. This week on the ASP, I sit down with artist Mike Anderson as we talk about 90s cartoons, his art, and obviously, Toonami, because that's just what happens. Welcome everybody to the Animation Station Podcast. My name is Josh, and joining me today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Mike Anderson. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, thanks for coming on. Um... Now, first off, Mike, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am from uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I am a, an illustrator and animator, and um, I love cartoons, and I love talking about them, so I'm very excited to be on this show. And um, I grew up in Oklahoma. I've been here all my life, and... Uh, got two little kids, a wife, and uh, there's not much more to me than that. <laughs> uh, I do have two podcasts that I also um, I co-host with one of my best friends, um, and we talk about scary movies on one, and we talk about uh, kind of general Saturday morning nostalgia fanfare on the other one. It's It's just kind of a love letter back to the 80s and 90s. And that is the one I've listened to, the Saturday morning ice cream, because as our listeners know, I am a wuss, so I cannot (laughs) do any horror movies. (laughs) Like, this is how bad it is, Mike. I saw Paranormal Activity at, like, 10 p.m., and so I saw that movie, and I, like, there was... Nobody at my house to stay with, so mm-hmm. I went and stayed with a friend, mm-hmm. and he let me sleep with his cat and a rosary. Uh, that's <laughs> that's how bad it was. That's how much of a wuss uh, I am. That's hilarious. Well, we had an equally like scary thing happen to us the night that we saw it, because um, my buddy that I do the podcast with, he lives in Nashville now. Um, his name is Cole. Um, he's also an illustrator, a really great illustrator. Um But he used to live across the street from me, and that's kind of what sparked this podcast was we would, uh, you know, go see scary movies together and eat ice Mm -hmm. cream and talk about it and blah, blah, blah. But when he moved away, we wanted to keep doing that, so we started to do the podcast. But anyway, we went and saw Paranormal Activity. And um, so you're – are you from Oklahoma City? Like you have lived here for – Yeah, I'm from Shawnee. So a hop, skipping a awful (laughs) drive down 40 away. Right. Well, um, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but there was a um, a homeless man that lived in Edmond for a long time, and he mm-hmm. he, no, no. he came to be known as um, Bicycle Bob, and he was kind of beloved amongst the the Edmond um, community. I'm uh, not liking this. You're starting to make it sound like it's going to be a scary thing. You're telling me a <laughs> campfire story. I can see. I can. I can sense it. I can sense it. Well, we, we went and saw this movie, and we were already scared to death. And as we were going home, it was just one of those nights where we just felt weird, like something was just going to happen. We were already scared enough from the movie. But it turns out that night, Bicycle Bob was unfortunately murdered, like right by our houses. Because oh, we geez. lived across the street, and it happened like literally around the corner from our house. And like that was why we were feeling so weird and... We uh, 
both went our separate ways. So like I stayed at my house by myself and he stayed at his by himself and we were just scared to death the rest of the night. So yeah, we're, we're actually big babies too, even though we watched the horror movies and everything. Okay, I totally thought you were going to be like, yeah, and I was putting my laying my head down to sleep, and then I heard, like, the treads of a bicycle go by. <laughs> I was like, nope, we're done, we're done. I will say my house was kind of built on a slant, so, of course, that night, um, I hadn't been living there that long, um, the door to my bathroom opened by itself, but it's just because my house was on a slant, and I didn't close it all the way, and it just kind of opened from gravity, but I didn't know that at the time, so, I mean, that... <laughs> literally scared me to death well see now we're uh, see oh man again josh is a wuss so (laughs) right now i'm in my little recording booth so i don't i can't see the outside because i've got the like the mats and everything up so i'm like in this little enclosed space and i have the lights outside off the only (laughs) light i have on is my little and i'm gonna like peeking out and it's like dark now now i'm scared (laughs) I'm sorry. Let's we can start talking about cartoons now. Okay, let's talk about cartoons. <laughs> now, so Mike, so you said that you're a uh artist and illustrator. So, did you like what made you want to do art? Like what was it like in your child? I assume as a young lad, a wee lad with his, you know, light up sketchers, you know, sitting in front <laughs> eating the sugary cereal, uh-huh. um that you were you wanted to do uh like draw your favorite characters. So what, what brought on um, the art aspect of your life? Um, I will. That's an awful way to phrase that question, but I did it. So (laughs) it worked. Um, I will always 100% give credit to um, Thundercats starting me off because that was the show. Nice. Who's your favorite Thundercat? um, Oh my God. You know what? I never even thought of that. Um, (laughs) There's only one real answer. Well, I mean, Lion-O, obviously. Oh, no, it's Tigra, man. Oh, no. Yeah, Tigra. I <laughs> mean, Tigra sorry, is no, what I meant no, to no, say. Oh, oh, yeah. OG, OG Tigra is, like, awful. <laughs> um, actually, I I would probably go for Panther because he was just a beast. Panther was so cool. Yeah. But, I um, but see, I was weird. I also liked Wily Kit and Wily Cat. Yeah. Um, but, and I guess Snarf? Yeah, I mean. He was he was there. Yeah. That's all I can. Yeah, he was just he was just there. Um, but yeah, I I I loved that show, and um, I would sit there and watch it on repeat. And I think I had a VHS of it, and I would just watch that intro over and over and over again. That animation to this day, I think, is unrivaled as far as opening animation credits go. Um, there were a lot of other shows around that time, like Silverhawks and um, oh, Silverhawks. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't think of another specific one, but they all kind of had that. Like ninety percent of the show's budget went into their opening intro and uh, theme songs, and and then the rest of the show was just kind of crap. But um, so yeah, I, I I could understand as a as um, a little kid like what this was, um, meaning animation and how cool it was like when um mumra kind of does this fireball at liono and he does this dramatic backflip i was like that is the coolest thing and i want to recreate that but the best and they I would could... use that backflip 17 times yes. the series because they already paid for it <laughs> yeah and uh i 
I wanted to recreate it, and I mean, I couldn't animate. The best I could do is draw it, and so I would just sit there and try and draw it as much as I could. And from Thundercats, it went to Ninja Turtles and Street Sharks, and it was it was all cartoons, really. I I started to kind of get into comics um, around age 13, 14 ish, um, but up until then, it was all cartoons. What 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 comics were you into? Um, so funny story. I actually don't read comics. Um, the first comic I ever got was like a NASCAR one-off from. Hey, uh, hey, I laugh at that. The first comic I got was a Star Trek comic. So <laughs> yeah, this, I'm there with you. <laughs> this one was like I got it at a gas station, and it was a Marvel Comics one-off, and I think it had Moon Knight in it. And um, it had uh, it was yes, sponsored by NASCAR, night. so there was a lot of NASCAR stuff going on in it. And um, I was just enthralled with the uh, with the illustration style. I'd really never looked at comics before then or been into them, so um, my interest was definitely piqued with that one. And then I started kind of going to the comic book shop and just picking up stuff that looked cool. Um, I was really into Iron Man in the beginning because I just kind of liked his suit design um then from then i would go to like toys r us and they had those big 10 packs of comics for like three bucks Mm -hmm. and um they were all just like random selections so you couldn't really follow the storyline of anything but i wasn't reading them anyway i was just looking at the pictures and um, trying to redraw what i was seeing and liking in each of the comic books um uh, rob liefeld was one of my earlier influences, okay. even though he's kind of um, hand uh, widely in the comic community now. Um, but I think he was he was pretty popular back in the '90s. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, even today, I don't really read anything. I just kind of like the way things are drawn. So uh, <laughs> I just uh, I'll draw my favorite superheroes. But yeah, I really don't follow any of the stories. So was it, I know living in Oklahoma, there's not a lot here, um, especially in the 90s, like the, the 80s and 90s, there was Jack. Um, so was was that your main focus for art? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you, when didn't I like, was... you didn't like draw like, I don't know, a, a horse? Like still lives, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really, okay, so always took art classes up through high school and I was in like art club and all that stuff but I knew even then that that wasn't what I liked to do um, because I just didn't care about like the fine art stuff like I didn't have a favorite painter or uh, like uh, I you know renaissance paintings or pointillism or whatever I didn't care about that I just wanted to draw cartoons and superheroes and stuff like that and uh so i i i didn't know what to do with that and nobody really knew what to tell me to do with that either (laughs) um so uh in my junior year of high school i went to a graphic communications class at the votech francis total votech in oklahoma city and um it was there that i learned about graphic design and um, I learned how to start drawing things and coloring them on the computer in Photoshop and Illustrator. And um, from there, I went to UCO 
and enrolled in their illustration courses. And that's when I really started to kind of learn, okay, this is what I can do. The, these are the areas that I need to start focusing on. And um, I majored in graphic design. That's what my degree is in. But I focused on illustration. And the animation portion, like right now, my current job is a motion graphics animator at an ad agency. And, but that I just kind of picked up along the way. I didn't study it in school or anything. Um, it was just kind of like the natural progression from what I was doing. Okay, gotcha. So let's just say um, you get your dream job. What do you want to do? Right now, I'm like laser focused to try and get into comics. And I know I just... That I don't read so comics don't read or anything. Comics. Yeah, Plus, but you don't have to read comics if you make the comics. Right, exactly. I I'll read them as I'm drawing them, but um, <laughs> I I really want to work in comic books. Um, I don't think I have um patience to work in animation. Um, and uh, I really enjoy storytelling. At, at my job right now, I do a lot of storyboarding. Uh, for the animation projects and video projects that we do. And I love, like, telling the story in a sequential art form that uh, doesn't involve me drawing the same character thousands of times to animate them. (laughs) Um, But, and I think that would translate well into comic books. And um, I've actually had a couple opportunities in the past um, from Boom Studios, which is kind of like an oh, yeah, up and yeah. coming. Yeah, they're 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 getting pretty big. They've got some good properties. Um, they asked me to do some sample pages uh, for the Power Rangers comic that they have out right now. Oh, that um, new one. That's uh, yeah. So oh, like yeah, yeah, the 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 one that's based on the Sabum Power Rangers. Huh? Yeah, and that was that was like dream job I might cry a little bit when I'm talking about this <laughs> but um, that was the first job that I got offered by them um, but at the time my wife and I were like had just been married we were about to have a kid and we were moving and I just got a new job and it's like too many life changes were happening right then and so I had to kind of back out of that as hard as that was I just I knew I wouldn't I wasn't going to be able to do it and um, so I had to back out of that. And then the next year, they offered me um, the chance to do sample pages for their WWE comic book that was going to come out. There's a WWE yes. comic book? Yes. What yes. would that be about? It is. I mean, it's basically the the same stories that, uh, I, I mean, well, I can't say like I know. I haven't read it, but... Um, I'm assuming that it's just an extension of the stories that you're seeing on TV. Okay, because, I mean, that would be weird. Like, I mean, surely it's not matches. Maybe I, maybe it's yeah, all those weird a little bit. back... Oh, see, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I would think it would be, like, those, like, weird backstories. Like, did you ever want to know why how Finn Balor became, right. <laughs> like, a weird demon? There it is. <laughs> I bet you there's a little bit of some of that in there, but a lot of what they had me draw for the sample pages were, like, like scenes from matches yeah um and i think that one came down between me and maybe two other people and they wound up uh giving it to somebody else and um that one wasn't as heartbreaking for me because i i 
I didn't really watch wrestling when I was younger. Because you were more into WWF. And then when they did the name change to WWE, you were like, exactly. nah, forget it, I'm out. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm out. When no, they were I'm doing out. all the commercials for Get the F Out, which, by the way, is <laughs> fantastic marketing. Uh, I never saw that. That's genius, though. Yeah, oh, man, it was it was amazing. <laughs> um, but Yeah, so I didn't get that one. And then I think the year after that... Um, they didn't contact me, but I was contacted by a different studio um, called Lion Forge, and they actually asked me to do sample pages for um, the uh, Netflix Voltron. Comic oh, book. okay. And that was like so, like it just—it's like heart punches every time because it's like <laughs> these are my dream, dream jobs every single time, and it's like who—who who does this happen to? This is like amazing. But what was so heartbreaking was it was the exact same situation with Power Rangers. We were about to have my our second kid. You need to stop having kids. I, That's yeah, what's I mean, keeping. Because what's going to happen is it's going to be like the Thundercats comic, and then Baby Three is going to pop. <laughs> they say children are the future, but they're not my future. <laughs> they're destroying my future, is what it is. Um, but yeah, so I I did the sample pages. I was actually really proud of them. But again, I I knew if I got it. I wasn't going to be able to do it. And so I had to I had to be upfront with them and just tell them, you know, maybe next time please keep me in mind. And I have been doing some work for them um since then like one-off cover illustrations for some of their publications. None of them none of it's out yet. Um but um I am still in their back pocket, which is cool. So well, maybe see, I'll get good. to do some. Yeah, yeah, like if and obviously, you know, if those uh, extra covers go out, you're going to post those, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, kicking. Because yeah. I, 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 haven't, I haven't watched the that Netflix Voltron. Mm-hmm. It's very stylized, and it's very much like that, almost like that Avatar style. Yeah. Which uh, we actually just recorded our last episode for Ag- Avatar August, which yes. was Avatar Season 3. That was earlier this afternoon. So finish that one. But and we actually talked a little bit about Voltron, so it's it's all one big circle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I was actually really into. Um, I, I wasn't into um, the last Airbender Avatar, but I was really into Korra. Yeah. And uh, I loved the animation style of Korra, like in the beginning. I think it kind of lost it towards the last season. Yeah, I think they that's, got some that's new when staff. Nick started, you know, yeah. pop like pulling budget, and then like at towards mm-hmm. the end of that whole entire season, which is really sad. Um, they just took it off the air and were like, "You can watch the rest of it on Nick.com. Right, I remember that. Yeah, um, but yeah, a lot of the staff that were in the beginning of that worked on uh, Voltron, and so that style kind of starting with Korra really shaped my style at a certain in my career and so um i had a lot of stuff in my portfolio that kind of looked like that so uh it was just a natural fit that i would have gotten to work on that uh comic book but alas i had children instead (laughs) well no more no more um because like i said thundercats will happen and you can't no more kids and i wish that's that's the one i'm gunning for like i'm i've been doing work for it like just putting out my own comic pages and and illustrations of it and i'm just hoping that and i even submitted some of it to boom like i just flat out sent it to him and i was like please let me let me do it (laughs) are there any like 
have have you contemplated you know doing maybe like your own maybe like a web comic? Mm-hmm. I, I only ask because we have we've had uh, a couple like I think three now uh, web comic artists, and one of them, uh, Sherard Jackson, worked at Boom oh, okay. for a while. So I mean, and he's in a pretty good job of stuff. So I mean, <laughs> I I mean that's definitely an option. I mean, it's a yeah. A par- it's it seems like a crazy hectic option. Right. I mean, it. If nothing else, it just gets stuff out there for people to see mm-hmm. that you can. But yeah, I I I have like a personal. I have a personal comic that I did a couple years ago. Um, it's called We Are Pirates, and the first issue, which is the only issue, is online. And um, I think if you Google We Are Pirates Comic dot com or we are pirates, Michael Octopus, Michael Anderson, you'll find it. Um, but I have one right now that I'm kind of in development on called Dog Meat. And um, it's kind of a love letter to the 90s mutant craze, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Street Sharks. And it, it doesn't follow the same formula as those shows, but it has a lot of callbacks and um, nostalgia to those shows. Um, but I, I've been kind of developing that since about 2015 and, um, I'm just now working with one of my buddies, um, who runs a, uh, studio called Squared Co. And I think we're going to try and get dog, dog meat off the ground officially. And like, we're oh, going to so start you, it. So, uh, working with Jared? Uh, no, um, Jared's buddy, uh, Mark. Mark. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, that's so crazy that you bring that up because... That was the first one of the first episodes I listened to of your podcast. Jared was on. I was like, "What's the, what the crap?" <laughs> yeah, Jared's like one of the coolest dudes ever. Yeah, he's so funny and so nice. Um, but yeah, uh, we're we're trying to get something going with dog meat because he really uh, enjoys what I've told him about it and some of the teaser artwork that I've posted of it, and um, it's a f- super fun story that. I think will be a lot of fun to write and draw and uh, but I think we're going to start doing like little mini web comics of it until the story really starts flowing and we get a good handle on it and we can do like a full first issue. Nice, nice. Sorry, uh I was pulling up We Are Comics. Uh, sorry, uh We Are Pirates. Yeah. That was the that was the first comic that I've ever written and uh I it gosh I can't remember it was probably 2014 or 15 when I finished it and uh I went back and reread it for the first time in a couple years and, oh my gosh it's awful <laughs> <laughs> Oh no it's uh, cool I'm uh I'm getting some uh like Tank Girl vibes Yeah Tank Girl um that was man that was a huge influence of mine um Jimmy Hewlett 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 I think it's Hewlett yeah I love his style. Um, he was one of my big influences back in the in the early days. So, um, talk talking about your art style, you mentioned um, Voltron. Is there anything else that really defines your work? Um, I'm kind of a seesaw between anime and Western comics. Um, and sometimes I'll lean a little more anime, and sometimes I'll lean a little more Western comics. And well, good I'm s- because on this show we lean a lot of anime. So <laughs> I'm I'm still trying to find that balance. To be honest, um, I I still don't think I've 
nailed it. I still don't think that I have like a definable style, even though people tell me like they'll see work and just know that it's mine, it, which is awesome. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I just I haven't found it yet that I that I can claim as mine. I would say. Um, uh, yeah. Did that answer your question? Ah, uh, yeah. I just blanked. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, totally fine. Hey, it's late. Um, now, um, let's go, let's kind of go into, uh, the fun stuff, uh, the, the fun, fun stuff. So we're going to do a nice trip down nostalgia lane. So big fan of Ninja Turtles, big fan of Power Rangers. What was your favorite? Let's do this. What were your top five favorite things to watch when you were growing up? Ooh, okay. Uh, man. Glad Put, I wrote putting, you on, putting you on the spot. No, it's okay. I wrote a list before we. Perfect. <laughs> how many are uh, on your list? Because how many are on your list? That's what we'll do. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> I liked cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have them broken down into. Uh, oh my gosh, he came prepared into uh stages of my life i guess you could say (laughs) (laughs) so early early on it was thundercats ninja turtles street sharks x-men and spider-man okay um so those were the shows that i watched as a kid and Uh, that's um, what that's like heavy fox right yeah that was that's like my saturday morning routine was a lot of those shows and um, all of them, I would say, in some way, inspired me to draw. Um, and then from then, as I got a little older, I started watching... Um, okay, so I'm going to say Beavis and Butthead, even though I really wasn't allowed to watch that show. I wasn't um, allowed to watch The Simpsons. Simpsons is on my list, too. And yeah, so I have a whole whole section of shows that I wasn't allowed to watch. So that was Simpsons and South Park. And Beavis and Butthead. Um, but I was able to watch The Max and The Head, which were on MTV as well. And But I don't think my parents really knew about those shows, so they, I was able to kind of like sneak them in under the radar. Listen. Well, see, that was the same way with me. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch, um, you know, any of the bad stuff like South Park mm-hmm. or The Simpsons. But since I was a big uh, space nerd, uh, they let me watch Futurama because it had oh, space okay. in it. Which right. was a tr- which was way worse than <laughs> really the Simpsons. Was. Yeah, <laughs> man, I can remember. I was like twenty three years old or twenty four, and I was watching an episode of South Park, and I was telling my mom about something that happened in it that I thought was really funny, and she's like, "You know, I don't like you watching that show." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm twenty four years old." <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would say like my teenage years, Beavis and Butthead. Max and Head were like my big shows that I would try and watch as often as I could. And then I started to um, transition into um, Ed, Ed, and Eddie was a huge one Mm -hmm. that I watched. And that was like, if you go back and looked at like all the stuff that I drew in college, it looked exactly like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And um, there was also a show on MTV called Brothers Grunt. Have you ever heard of that? I've not heard of Brothers Grump. See, um, my thing is, like, I didn't watch MTV because, mm-hmm. like, to me, when I was growing up, MTV was always music, music, music. Right. 
until like that it started turning into like housewives and real world (laughs) um so i never watched mtv until way way later when they did like a spider-man show but it was kind of like a cg cg spider-man show and then obviously aeon flux but right and we're not going to use its other name um, but yeah, those were the yeah those that's the only two animated things I ever remember watching on MTV. Yeah, so Alan Flux was part of like a gosh, I don't remember uh, MTV's Oddities is what they kind of okay. packaged all of these cartoons under like the Max and Head and I don't think Beavis and Butthead was in that package, but it might have been. Um, but anyway, I think Brothers Grunt was under it as well. But that show was created by Danny. Antoinucci, um, who created Ed and Eddie. So um, that his style is like so organic and so fluid and so crazy all at the same time that I I really gravitated towards that because it just didn't look like anything else on television. And um, so while the Brothers Grunt was like actually a really horrible show, I really liked the art style of it. And obviously Ed and Eddie later. Um, but also around that time in high school and early college, I was really, really, and still am into Dragon Ball Z. Nice. And, um, that I would say is like one of my other huge artistic influences. Um, but there's like other shows that, um, I didn't watch that I'm like trying to watch now, like the critic and Duckman, like all those old, I 90s. remember the critic. Yeah. Like, I just bought Duckman on uh, DVD, like the whole series, and I'm starting to watch that. And I'm, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to buy the critic because I don't think that's like a show that you would want to buy or um, ages so, well at all. Right? Yeah. So like, I'm hoping that it is streaming somewhere, or maybe I can find a few episodes on YouTube that I can watch. Um, but yeah, that's my list. Those were all of like the big tentpole shows for me. Nice. Yeah, they, the the only the only thing that I ever remember from the critic is when they did a Jurassic Park spoof. They did like Jura- it was Jurassic Park two, um, and like it had like uh, like a couple of the survivors. They were like in a in a you know closet or something, and the, huh. there was the key in the door. It was like, oh, the Raptors can never get us, and so it starts jiggling the handle, and the key falls. And then you see a newspaper like go under the door, the key falls on it, and it pulls it out, and then the raptor opens it. And Hammond's like, you'll never get off the island. And then the raptor's yeah. like, well, actually, the other raptors and I have formulated a plan. And it's just like <laughs> the stupidest thing. I'm like, that's the only yeah. thing I remember from the critic. Man, see, I, yeah, I, I feel like it's stuff like that that makes me want to watch it because I feel like it's probably a pretty smart show. Which is like why I really like going back and watching Beavis and Butthead now, because that is such a smart show, and you, I did not pick up on that when I was younger. I thought it was exactly what my parents told me was that it was like a horrible, <laughs> stupid, um, like violent, crazy show. And while it does have elements of that in it, it's really smart and satirical, and I, I really wish I could have appreciated it a lot earlier on. Okay, so I have a a question. So you you big fan of street sharks so i think our friends over at the elijah bailey show they put up a poll that was street sharks or biker mice from mars so 
going to ask you that question. So, street sharks or biker mice from Mars? Uh, street sharks. See, I'm biker mice. You are? I'm biker mice, yeah. See, I actually never watched that show. I only watched that show because I got a toy. Mm-hmm. And that was the only reason I watched that show. Yeah. See, I like to really tout myself as like loving all 80s cartoon 80s and 90s cartoons like that but there were a couple that really slipped past me somehow and biker mice was one of them and um there was another show called mask that for some reason i never heard of when i was younger that's because the toys were garbage (laughs) that's the reason like all the the toys look the same so that's why mask did not do well (laughs) oh yeah and uh Cowboys of Moo Mesa, that was another one that I've just kind of what is heard about Cowboys recently. What is Cowboys of Moo Mesa? Uh, so my buddy Cole um, kind of enlightened me to it on one of our episodes, actually. And um, it was just like, I don't know if they were from space or what, but they were cowboys that were actually cows. And That they, sounds really familiar. Yeah, I think it was just like biker mice, but it was cowboy cows instead of biker mice. Yeah, I, I mean, yep, I can't yep. say too much. I've seen it because I remember okay. that stupid <laughs> uh, black and white one. <laughs> and the yeah. gold one was the sheriff. That's right. Yeah, okay, so I remember that show. That's awful. Um, <laughs> what about something like uh, uh, SWAT Cats? I did love SWAT Cats. I love That Rattles was another one of the shows that, that I... good stuff. Yeah, that was one of the shows that I loved the intro probably a lot more than the actual show. But Yeah. Because... Um, it had, a, it had a really cool intro. Well, that's what you were talking about earlier, that Thundercats intro. And I can sing that song now. It's like, yeah, it's absolutely. one of those, it's, it's an iconic song that you just know. Yeah. I think another one um, from my childhood that had a really great intro was Beetlejuice. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, See, I, and that's, uh, that's another one. It was scary. Couldn't do Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> they did actually have some pretty spooky episodes. Um, I I just bought that one on DVD not too long ago, and I've been rewatching some of them. And yeah, there's there's one in particular. Um, he's got like skeletons in his closet, but they're literal skeletons, and they like go flying throughout the out the city, and it's it's pretty freaky. So okay, so going back to the biker mice and street sharks, I have a question. How come in the nineties? All the big things. If it was an anthropomorphic character, anthra, anthro, whatever. If it was a, if it was an animal made to look like a human, how come they were always like the biggest jacked dudes ever? Like the bi, and that's an, like one of the reasons I like the biker mice from Mars is because like mm-hmm. they were they were cut, but right. they weren't like callous bod dudes, you know? Right. Yeah. Man, I think it has everything to do with Ninja Turtles being the genesis of all of this. Yeah, and yeah. if you you remember those original ninja troll toys like they were ripped like they had veins popping off of their muscles and everything so i think anything that came after that they were like we could just we just got to go bigger because i mean like x-men's the same way Mm -hmm. um batman was massive yes uh even even spider-man spider-man was a big dude but then peter parker wasn't a big dude so it was kind of weird he probably stuffed his muscles with kleenex yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's just one of those questions that I've always wondered. Yeah, um, yeah, I've never like contemplated it like this, but it's it's never totally kept you up true. at night like it has me. No, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at the Street Sharks toys, I mean, they are like bricks. They're so massive. And um, even Street Sharks had a spinoff show called Extreme Dinosaurs. And even those are even bigger than the Street Sharks. They're like, you can't even like pose them because they're so they're so buff. Like those big, like I remember growing up, they had like when they, they did those dinosaurs, it was like those big, like hard plastic dinosaurs. And like, mm-hmm. that's your toy, but it doesn't move. Yeah. That's your yeah. toy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get, we get some of those for my oldest kid. He's like two and a half and he loves dinosaurs and it's like, you can't do anything with this. <laughs> Man. Um, I guess we can kind of go into a little bit about toys. Um, like when I was growing up, um, we've got maybe like a five year age, five to six year age gap between the two of us. Like I'm 29. Okay. And how old are you? If you don't 30... mind me asking. No, I'm 33. 33. So... Okay, so yeah, so the, yeah, we, we got we got some you know a little bit of an age gap. Yeah. So when I was growing up, like the toys that we had, and again. Just like the cartoons, everybody was big and jacked. Like, if you got one of the, uh, do you remember those old, like, the old Star Wars toys that, like, they didn't actually have, like, elbows or anything? Yes, yes. So, like, when you get that Han Solo one, he's, like, massive. Right. And you're like, how can you, and he, like, holds the gun. It's like, yeah. I, looking back now, I'm like, I, re- I played with, all of those, but looking huh. back now, I'm like, how did I play with that thing? Right. It's how it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, that's that kind of reminds me of like the old He-Man toys because I don't think they had elbow or knee joints either, and they're all kind of like in that squatty, constipated position. Yep. And yeah, so it's you you had to really use your imagination with those toys. Man, kids today got all the knee joints. Right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh man, I, I I do. I remember because um, I was I was big into Batman, and I don't know if you remember, but they sold a Batman for everything. It's like, oh, do yeah. you want like Snow Batman? Here's Snow Batman. Do you <laughs> want like Active Camo Batman? Here's Active Camo Batman. There's yeah. a Snowman. Like there's a Batman with a snorkel. Batman with skis. It's like, why would Batman ever... This is orange. Why would Batman ever wear orange and yellow? It's like, right. this is like caution awareness Batman. I mean, that's what he's going to wear. <laughs> was, Especially when that show came out. I think it was called The Batman. I think I think that's the one where I actually did have a snowsuit Batman toy. Oh, man. Because uh, I, I remember the, uh, the one that they did that Beware the Batman but that just oh, yeah. made fun of everything. And like they would give him like all these ridiculous suits cuz like this was a toy. So did you watch that show like a lot of it? Beware the Batman? No. Okay. I tried to give it a chance, but I don't It was I couldn't get into it. It was too much for me. Yeah. Like growing up with uh, the the Paul Dini Batman and then Justice mm. League and then, you know, like OG Teen Titans. Um, and everything like that, like Young Justice being the most recent. Growing up with these, and then when they're like, watch Beware the Batman with uh, the dude from Drew Carey. And it's like, uh, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm all right. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's a bit too cartoony. I, th- there, was, um, there was something about that show where they specifically said, we're going to feature villains that don't 
necessarily get the spotlight. But it was like, up until then, we really, except for like the Batman, the animated series, we really hadn't had a show that just featured the traditional rogues gallery. And I was like, that's who I want to see. I want to see the Joker. I want to see Catwoman and, you know, the Riddler and all of them. I don't want to see all these people that I've never heard of before. And then they gave you Beware the Batman. You're like, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess Condiment Man, sure. That's a, that's a guy. Right. Let's put him in the show. Um, now, I, I guess we can kind of, well, no, I don't want to say it because you still you work in comics. So not going to be like Marvel or DC. Not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> conflict of interest. Right. <laughs> um, so were there any like toys when you were growing up that were just you saw them and you're like, this was this was not ever in the show. What is this? Not ever in the show. Um, gosh, really? Like um, I collected pretty much all of the um, Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. when I was younger. Um, well, I can't say that I collect them. My parents would just buy them and uh, they just magically appeared in front of me sometimes. But um a lot of those characters never appeared in the show. And then they always had all of those variant Ninja Turtles. Like Yeah, I had a Donatello monster. that was like a, it was a, he was a cowboy. Yeah. And I was like, they were never cowboys. Yeah. And <laughs> they were ninjas, but they were never cowboys. Yeah. Like we had all of the like sports themed Ninja Turtles oh, and uh, like the vampire monster Ninja Turtles and. But there was, like, I don't know. I think there was, like, a pizza face guy. I don't think he was ever in the show. And, uh, yeah, so, like, I knew, I even knew back then that, like, this is It was just, too much. Yeah, they just are trying to get money out of people. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, hey, that's what you did back then. Worked, yeah. I mean, I still bought them. Oh, man. So, he, let's... Let's let's ask a let's ask a fun fun question. <laughs> if you could bring back any show, mm-hmm. what show would you bring back? Okay, I have a preface question for this. Am I bringing back the original show, or am I bringing it back like Ninja Turtles is coming back right now? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Like, which Ninja Turtles? Ninja Turtles never died. It just well, it just kept um, going in like thirty eight different incarnations. Right. And or, or, some or, or, at the same time for whatever reason. <laughs> Let, let's let's ask differently. Like the Thundercats is coming back right now. Okay. Um we'll say you can it's up to you. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna let you be the showrunner. So you can either bring it back to the original style or you can update it. Okay. Um I would definitely bring back Street Sharks and my natural instinct would say uh bring it back just the way it was. But in all honesty, I've been rewatching that show, and there are a lot of flaws <laughs> in that show. So it was no. like, if, <laughs> there was, I was watching the first episode, and there's literally a scene where they're in uh, like an amusement park, and one of the characters is talking, and there's a big Ferris wheel in the background, and for like half a second, the Ferris wheel just disappears and then comes right back. Oh no, those and, are the best. <laughs> Those are, those are the best type of episodes. Like whenever somebody <laughs> like disappears in the background right. or somebody walks up and it's totally somebody else's voice talking and like oh, that yeah, character's that. not 
you know, his mouth isn't moving at all. Right. And then, but the words are coming. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they just go, like, those are the best. Or, like, when someone's wearing a different color shirt, mm-hmm. those are always great. Great. Wait. They actually, wait. <laughs> they did a, uh, a really cool nod to that in um, the 2012 uh, Ninja Turtle show. They did, like, a crossover episode where the where they all read. turtles. Well, the, the current CG turtles met up with, like, the 80s cartoon turtles. <laughs> and there were a couple scenes where they would switch the voice actors between the 80s. And I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, That's good. Anyway. I would I would bring okay so I would want to bring back the original Street Sharks if they put some time and effort into the animation and like made it look the same but better you know like actually do well at the animation but I also think it would be kind of fun to maybe tweak it a little bit like I've been doing these drawings where uh, the Street Sharks look like they are drawn in the new Thundercats Roar um, style and I've I've thought that was a lot of fun and I, th- I think it could be fun to reimagine them like that. But I, st- I still have so much love for the original street sharks that I would give anything to, to have that show back probably. So, um, so you mentioned Thundercats roar. So is that something you're really looking forward to? Because I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I like the Thundercats. I really loved that. What was that like at that 2012 2013 incarnation that they made? Yeah, I liked that with, as like, well. For Dell, and then they just like canceled it for no reason. Yeah, we got like a whole season, and then they're like done. Yeah, like I I wish that would come. Like personally, I wish that would come back. Mm-hmm. But I like the Thundercats, and so like I'm interested in this. I mean, it looks cute and everything, but it's like yeah, but just because it's cute doesn't mean they can't tell you know a cool story and do cool stuff. Exactly, and I think that. Whatever this incarnation is, it will only allow future incarnations. So it's like, that's why I'm getting so upset with how many people are like hating on it. Yeah, it's exactly. like, this isn't the end all be all to Thundercats. I mean, this is the third incarnation. That that means that quite possibly we could have a hundred other incarnations in the future. So it's like, just let this one be. You don't have to watch it. And then you might get something you like in the future. Yeah, let, but... let the rest of us watch it because, you know, yeah. we're pretty pumped. And, like, the same thing with she Like, right. I don't know why people are dogging she It's like, we haven't had a she for 30 years. Right. And then you guys are dogging on this one. They're like, it looks too cutesy. It's going to be different from the original. It's like, y'all are 50. Who cares what you think, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I have to admit, I learned a big lesson and kind of stuck my foot in my mouth when the uh, Ninja Turtles, the newest incarnation of the Ninja Turtles were, was announced and they kind of released the, uh, the character designs. I was one of those people that was like, I don't like the way this looks. And uh, I even went so far as to like redraw the characters in the style, in the current style, but look, making them look more traditional, like with their traditional uh, bandanas and, and weapons and everything. And I really wish that I wouldn't have done that actually now I've actually gone back and like deleted it from my Instagram and social media because I, I have seen what it looks like now and I've actually even watched the first episode and I like it I think it's really well done um I, I still don't love a lot of the things about it but I wish I would have given it a chance and not been so quick to judge it and that's why in all of these new iterations that are coming out with like Thundercats and she 
Um, I'm just, I'm accepting it. I'm letting it happen and I'm being very positive about it. Exactly. And like, what's the absolute worst that they can do? It's like, it's not right. like they can kill the franchise. Right. I mean, it's been, if it was going to die, it would have died 30 years ago, you know? Right, exactly. Like, um, there was no one in 2005 clamoring for She-Ra. <laughs> right, exactly. And to be perfectly honest, how many of those people that are really up in arms about She-Ra would actually go back and watch the original She-Ra right now and legitimately enjoy it? Because I've gone back to try and watch some of those original He-Mans, and it's hard. Like... Some of them are not good. Isn't it? It's on Netflix, isn't it? Or it was yeah. on at one point, and I saw it. I put it in my queue, and mm-hmm. I looked at the episode list, and I could kind of see like the little pictures, and I was like, "Nah, this is not for me." Yeah. <laughs> but this one, I'm like, this one looks good. Like I like the style, like uh-huh. uh, just because of the art style. It's like I like this art style. This art style is really, it's it's very stylized, and I I dig that. If you can stylize something really cool then I'm totally in for it. Because um, yeah. it just seems that, I know it's an awful thing to say, but a lot of the stuff now kind of looks the same. Oh, yeah, totally. And I don't want to throw out, it's the cow art style, because, I mean, yeah. that's not necessarily a thing. But they everything is very similar. And then when you have something like this that comes out, it's like, oh, well, that's different. So I, I, I like stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think... Nowadays, we benefit from the fact that um, the stories are a lot better. Like, oh, definitely. Um, I, th- I feel like the cartoons we're back sell- then. We're not trying to sell toys anymore. Exactly. Yeah, they were just glorified commercials back then. They were doing everything they could to just crank those out as fast as they could. They weren't caring about overarching storylines and stuff like that. Whereas now, I mean, they—I don't know how long the Shira show was in production, but I'm sure they gave it some love. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, same thing with Thundercats. It's like I'm sure no one like whipped that up at you know, at the beginning of this year and was like, ah, eh, sure, why not? Yeah, and I even I watched like a little behind the scenes clip that accompanied the, the intro animation for it, and the guy that like was spearheading the whole show, and like he was a fan. Like he literally said exactly what I said at the beginning of this podcast, where. He was like inspired to do what he does now by the intro of Thundercat. So it's like he's he's one of the people that you want working on this show. So I'm like, until I see it, if it's when I see it, if it is just a flaming pile of crap, then I'll say what it is then. But I'm not going to prejudge well, it we'll, before I see it. Then we'll call it a flaming pile of snarf. <laughs> oh, <That's... gosh. laughs> sorry. Sorry, snarf, I guess. Snarfy. Yeah, I mean, sure. Well, yeah, no, it's all right. He knows. He knows what he is. Yeah. <laughs> so, is is there anything? Well, no. Let, let's let's go. Uh, you talked about the anime. You, you did talk about the anime, so Josh has to touch on that. So you 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 brought up DBZ. So anything else that's like a really big kicker for you? Um. Digimon. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a Pokemon fan, and I'm no. sitting here on Digimon Isle, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's me. I'll sit with you there. Thank you. Yeah. It's like no, me I... and Joshua Seth, and we're the only ones there. <laughs> Man, uh, that is so cool that you got to talk to him. Oh, uh, he's that was that was a uh, like a childhood dream for me, because like I grew up with him. 
yeah. like listening to him, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to talk to Josh Rosette. Johnny Young Bosch is next because when I Ooh. if when I get to see Adam and I get yeah. to talk to Adam, like I've yeah. I've met him at a con before, but that's nothing. That's you know, hi, thanks, I really like your work. Sign this thing, bye, and then you're you're gone. <laughs> but when you actually get to talk with them for like you know 30, 45 minutes, you're like mm. we this it was literally just us the whole entire time. It's like thing with Josh, like. We talked for about 40 minutes, and then we talked for, like, another 20 minutes afterwards. Oh, man. That so is like, so cool. And I was just, like, gush. Yes. Uh, the the funniest thing about him is that he, like, he was the voice of Ty, obviously. And I Digimon was, like, Digimon and Dragon Ball Z were, like, the, one of the first two animes that I ever watched. But then the first anime movie that I ever watched was Akira, and he did mm-hmm. the voice of Tetsuo. Yep. So it was, like, really cool to hear Ty, like, cussing in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Well, that's why I want Johnny, because then I could be like, I had both stars of Akira on my show, or Akira, yeah. I mean, if you want, I don't know, because people, they got mad at me when I was like, Akira, <laughs> but like, I'm from Oklahoma, it is Akira. Yeah. <laughs> Akira. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, 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 yeah. So, Digi- so uh, DBZ and Digimon, anything yeah. else that starts with a D that you were like down with? <laughs> Uh, Daruto, um, <laughs> let's see, no, um, uh, Vampire Hunter D, Okay. I liked that movie, um, I was kinda into Sailor Moon, I was really into, like, all the Toonami shows. Yeah, like, uh, that was a, that was a big break, like, for, for me, cause, like, I would come home, and that was about when, you know, Toonami was about, for me, that's when, like, Saturday morning cartoons were just dying. And so we would get Toonami, and then I'd have mm-hmm. like cool stuff. I'd have Outlaw right. Star, and I've had I had Bebop, and and the Gundams, and Sailor Moon, and Tenchi, and then Zoids, and I was I was in Zoids. love with Zoids. I actually really liked that show too. Like, um, it's one of those shows that like I don't know anybody that didn't like Zoids, but everybody forgets that Zoids was a thing. Yeah, it's completely forgettable. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, did you want like people in like some weird NASCAR race, but they were dinosaurs? <laughs> I they Zoids, we got you. Uh, yeah, um, uh, I was never into um, Gundam Wing, but I was really into uh, G Gundam because that was like Gundam Wing meets Dragon Ball Z. Did your hand of yours burn with an awesome power? Oh, it totally did. <laughs> I don't know how many times I use that. Like my uh, my character, like I play D and D with my friends, like almost like every other Friday, and I'm a gunslinger, so I have a gun, and so I name my gun Shining Finger. So whenever I get a crit, I do this hand of mine burns with an awesome power, and I get to fire my gun. Uh, you saying Shining Finger reminded me of another show that I watched, which was Yu Yu Hakusho, <laughs> with a little spirit gun. Yeah, it's very good. See, I never got into Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, I stuck with it longer than I probably should have. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't finish it. I don't know how the whole series ends, but I really did. The whole uh, series was a tournament, and then they got back from the tournament, and then the series ended. It really did feel that way. Like, it's all tournaments. And, um, yeah, I, I think the last season is, is where I kind of fell off, but I really liked relationship between Kuwabara and Yusuke, the mm-hmm. two kind of main characters. I really like their dynamic. Um, what was, uh, was up with really that? Up... Sorry, with the, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but like, yeah. what was up with that with anime where everything was like a, there was always a tournament? 
is always a tournament. You know, I heard that that is kind of just like I I don't know this for sure, but I've heard that that's just kind of a genre of what like, they like call the, like shonen. The, like a shonen thing was like yeah, we have yeah. to have a tournament. Yeah, like DBZ, UK, UK, Yu Hakusho, um Naruto kind of had some elements of that yeah, in it. Yeah, they did. That was a yeah, Fairy Tale had one. Mm. Did Bleach Bleach never had a tournament? I don't think they had a tournament, but there was a lot of fighting in yeah, it. Yeah, it was a lot of, you know, fight after fight after fight. After, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess when you're One working piece. your way up the 13 courts, it's like, yeah, that's all one big tournament. Yep. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's all a tournament. <laughs> um, another Shonen show uh, was Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on uh, Cartoon Network. That was one that, that was I a, watched a lot of. That was, was that, that was WB, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 That was a lot of tournaments, too. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I I will say, so so you liked Yu-Gi-Oh. Who was your favorite character on Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, okay, so There's one he didn't... real answer. There's one real okay. answer. Well, I got it wrong first time, so I'm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite character didn't show up until way later, and uh, I actually don't remember his name, but he um, showed up during that like dice mini arc, and he had like the real. Let me look up his name real quick. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Well, while you do that, I will vamp. I'll vamp some Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. So the real American hero in Yu-Gi-Oh was obviously Bandit Keith. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was American as heck. He had his American flag bandana. And I think in the Japanese, he has a cigarette. And then, but, you know, yes. four kids was like, no, 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 no. Toothpick. You can have a toothpick. And that's all you can have. Yes, um, but no, it's yeah. it's Seto Kaiba. That that dude's a bro. Like that's that's my man. Like he I was really I cool. love Seto. He was like the Vegeta of that show. He was and just like Vegeta. Like he's a total a hole, and then he comes mm-hmm. around. You're just like, oh, he's just misunderstood. He's yeah. just a misunderstood eccentric billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the the character I just found him. His his name was Duke Devlin. Ah, oh, Duke Devlin. Yeah. He came around during the Dungeon Dice Monsters arc. And so, like, I think around this time, I was in maybe early college or late high school. Probably more early college, though. But I was, like, going through this weird emo phase where I was, like, not allowed to be emo, but I really wanted to be. And this guy looked totally emo. And uh, he has, like, a he had that, nice did, did he have, like, a ring. stupid bandana? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah. cool. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I was thinking of the right guy. I was like... That's the that's the idiot with the bandana and the earrings, right? He had the earring that was a a dice, yeah, that hung down like really low. I love that. I love that. That's what they would do with these characters. They would make them so into it, but the whole dice thing was like brand new, right? Like Kaiba, the the beginning of that season, where it's like, oh yeah, by the way, I got a dice thing now. I just created <laughs> it, and then he, this dude would be like, I have a dice earring. It's like, really, bro? It's been like like. A month? Why do you have this? You've done this right. to yourself. He's like, nah, this, this is how I am. And, like, the whole premise of this show is ridiculous. It's like the fate of the world hangs in these kids playing a card game. It's like this a whole problem would be solved if somebody just had a gun. <laughs> well, it's Japan. No one has those. <laughs> but, like, um... Uh, do you remember, like, later on in the series where they got those, like, 
armband. Those those arm things were super cool. I had a toy of that, and it was really? like the oh, neatest. Dude, that's yeah, awesome. See, like I never, I never actually learned how to play the card game, but I had a deck of cards, and I had the arm thing, but I never had anybody to play. So it was like literally just me in the backyard making that arm. Like it would even like transform, like it did in the show. Like it would like oh, see that swing cool. around and yeah, it was really fun. Like, like it probably would have been more fun if I had actually played the game. We d- <laughs> we did some uh, press stuff at um oh crap, what's that? anime conv- convention that was in Dallas we lit- we literally just went there earlier this year uh mm. i completely forgot anyway there was a cosplayer <laughs> with one of those and i was oh, like man. that is the coolest thing ever yes i remember it. i i saved up I, that was one of the first things i ever put on layaway at walmart <laughs> <laughs> remember when walmart had layaway kits yes <laughs> I remember in in our Walmart in wonderful Shawnee, Oklahoma, it was back uh, near the sewing. Yes. So it's like, eh, you know, we'll keep it there. Ours was like back by the tire lube area. Yeah, I yeah. I think it was like joined with it, yeah. That's where our toys were. Yeah, they're always in the back, and it's because like, I don't, I don't know, like maybe your kids were going to drag you through the entire store just to get to the toys so they want you to see everything else. That, and it's maybe one of those where it's like, Daddy, I want to look at this toy. Okay, you do that. I'm going to look at tires. Right. You know, maybe maybe that was oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's smart. Walmart, you crafty devils. <laughs> um, all right, so, so uh, now I, I, I loved Yu-Gi-Oh. I was, I was totally into OG Yu-Gi-Oh. But there was another show on WB that I was more into during that time. Um, okay. Actually, it was a little bit before. It was Cardcaptor Sakura. Oh, and yeah, I never watched like, that. But... It was like the cutesiest little thing. The yeah. the dub was not that good, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it had the best intro. It's like I love I love shows that if they can hook me from the intro, they've mm-hmm. got me. And then yeah. like, but but we got some so many of those American shows that were just like bad. Like I don't know, like they were anime, but they were like, it seems like they were made for American TV. You know, like ultimate muscle and like Ooh. fighting food ons and stuff like that. And you're right. just like, what is this garbage? It's like, this yeah. seems like America's like, nope, this is English. I mean, this well, is Japanese. Right. It's like those were the shows that they probably didn't have to edit too much. Yeah, I can see that. Well, it's like, like ultimate muscle. It's like, it's just wrestlers. It's, yeah. But they all had like the stupidest, weirdest names. <laughs> Like one yeah. of them, I believe, was a literal Nazi. Oh gosh! I'm like ninety percent sure he was a Nazi, and then he had a son who was also a Nazi, but n- but he turned to the you know the good side. The good side. It's just like, what is this? It's Man. like, ugh. It, it, American censorship is not allowing you to see that that story of redemption there. Nope. Oh man. So, so any any other big animes that were like super super influential? Um, you know, I kind of dropped off of anime after that kind of period, and I only just now I'm like really kind of starting to get back into it. Um, I kind of picked it back up with Dragon Ball Super, mm-hmm. and um, I've we've kind of been watching. My wife and I have kind of been watching My Hero Academia. Okay, and. Um, I 
kind of stopped watching it after season two, but my wife has kept it going and I'll kind of pick up an episode every every once in a while. But it, it kind of got repetitive. Like that show kind of just felt like Naruto, but with superheroes. Um, but man, I really... Uh, wait, don't worry. There's a tournament. <laughs> yeah, and more tournaments. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed Dragon Ball Super. Like I think a lot of people kind of give it it was well great. i, I, th- it, it I was think a lot people of people gave service. it crap because it's one big tournament right <laughs> <laughs> we just keep going back to the tournament <laughs> but man i don't know it, it got me though like because it, it felt very much like original dragon ball z because like i really dislike dragon ball gt and um this this felt like a good continuation of dragon ball z oh dragon ball gt didn't happen Right. Well, yeah, officially now it didn't happen. No. And I, it, in the Dragon Ball universe, I will watch Dragon Ball Evolution before I watch Dragon Ball GT. Oh, my gosh. That's how bad Dragon Ball GT is. Like, I will, I'll sit there and be like, yeah, Chow Young Fat, do your stuff, man. <laughs> and then he'll do it, and he'll be like, yeah. that's a movie. And, like, did you legitimately give GT a chance? Like, did you watch it watched all? the whole entire thing. I did, too. I even bought the... VHSs as they yep, were coming same out. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, I bought uh, the like. It's weird. Like the only anime uh, VHSs that I have. I mean, I have tons of DVDs and Blu-ray. But the only VHSs that I bought, I bought like all of Neon Genesis Evangelion, mm-hmm. and then I bought like the start. Again, we're we're talking about it. The start of the Dragon Ball Z tournament where Goku comes back. And he meets Goten for the first time. Right. Because I was really big on Goten. Um, right. So I met that one and then like another one a little bit down the line where they turn into Gotenks. Yes. So I got that Love one. That. And then I got like the first like three volumes of GT for whatever reason. <laughs> I think it was one of those because the internet, not super big at the time, mm-hmm. still in its infancy stages. So mm-hmm. there was nobody to tell you that this was bad. Right. And no clips on YouTube for you to watch showing that, oh, yeah, this is bad. Right. So it's like, oh, there's a new Dragon Ball? I didn't know that. I'm going to buy this one and this one and this one. It's the first three. And I watched it, and I'm like, there's a talking robot. And, <laughs> yeah. and like, Trunks is there. And he's, like, not as cool. He's wearing shorts. Yeah. I don't understand what's it. There's, this, there's a girl. I don't, mm. I don't like any of this. <laughs> yeah. And, like... Unfortunately for me, sometimes I let uh, animation blind me to how bad a show can actually be. And so, like, I, like I mentioned before, Dragon Ball Z was one of my biggest uh, artistic influences when I was that age. And when GT came out, I was like, oh, yeah, more Dragon Balls, more Dragon Ball. So I was like just waiting for those really well animated episodes to come along. And there were a couple peppered in there, but... I was just like waiting like month after month as these VHS tapes were coming out to like relive those really well animated episodes like I saw back in Dragon Ball Z and it just didn't happen that often. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so sad. Yeah. And I man, people give Kai a lot of crap too, which mm-hmm. is sad because I'm like, that's just DBZ, but it's cut down. It's the same thing, guys. I mean, right. It's just not, you know, Piccolo and Cell talking for three episodes while Piccolo grows his arm. It's like, that's one episode now. 
Right. You're welcome. I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't watch it really, but I did catch a few episodes, and one in particular was a Frieza saga. And man, I swear they probably combined about three different episodes in that one episode. And I really enjoyed how they updated the audio. Like mm-hmm. some of those key blasts were like really intense. It was the episode where like Gohan like really goes nuts on second form Frieza and oh, is just yeah. blasting him to crap. I was like, that was intense. Yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah. Oh man, DBZ was so good. It really was. Are you are you excited for those films that are coming out? Uh, yeah, the Brawly, mm-hmm. Brawly. Yeah, uh, I, I've there's a there is a um, animation, um, anime AJ is his YouTube handle, and he does like animation breakdowns for Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball Z, and he's been kind of reporting on um, all the news coming out about the Brawly movie, and so like I've I've just been eating up everything that I can get about the news and releases that are coming out about it. I'm super excited. I'm super excited about the like artistic change because they like completely um, changed up their production staff for this new movie. And it's like Dragon Ball Z is like getting a refresh mm-hmm. look now. And I think it's beautiful. It looks great. It's going to be, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Um, do, so do you have a favorite character in, in the, in the Dibuses? Frieza? Frieza's your favorite character? Yeah. Nice. Love him. Yeah. See, I can't judge. Mine's always been Yamcha. So <laughs> it's it's a, it's a hard, hard life when your favorite character yeah. is Yamcha. Yeah, I could see that. And and everyone everyone just poo-poos on him. But I'm sitting there <laughs> and I'm like, guys, it's the same voice as Vegeta, man. It is. So it's, it's like, like just on, a little guys. bit more surfer. Yeah. But yeah, no, poor, poor, poor Yamcha. Oh, you get a lot of why. Yeah, yeah, it's like, because man, Wolf Fang Fist, that's all the answer I got cool is like, Wolf Fang Fist, that's, that's it, that's all I got. Did you, did you watch Dragon Ball? Yes, I, that's, that's why I love, see, my, my thing was weird, where I watched a little bit of Dragon Ball Z, but I kind of fell off of it, because I didn't know what was going on, and if you miss one episode, it's like, I have no idea because it, if one episode feels like 13, mm. so it's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going yeah. on right now. So yeah. I just stopped watching DBZ and then I watched Dragon Ball. So yeah. that's where I learned more about Dragon Ball. And then I got attached to Yamcha and then I ended up watching Dragon Ball Z afterwards. Right. I, I honestly, I have not watched a lot of Dragon Ball, but I know that Yamcha was a much cooler character oh, in yeah. Dragon Ball. Yeah, he's he and Bulma totally like mm, getting it. Yeah, <laughs> like you do when you're, uh, I don't know, like what is he like fourteen in Jib? I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Goku's probably only like twelve right now. Yeah, I don't. know. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> Japan in ages. They don't. It's weird. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's like I, that's why I loved Yamcha. It's like I've always stuck with him. Um. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those weird ones because. They had talked about like whenever those like I want to say like a couple years ago when those there was a high concentration of person from this world like our world gets sucked into a fantasy world and now he has to live there he gets reincarnated into a fantasy world there was mm-hmm. there was talk that they were gonna do that with Yamcha 
where Yamcha, the like the weakest member of the whatever, and I'm like, guys, no, Chaozu's there. Um, the weakest <laughs> member of the group gets like transported and like thrown in this other world, and then he's like basically a god. Weird. And I'm like, I would watch that 100. percent I would buy huh. every volume, every copy ever, and I w- it would be perfect. But then they just didn't do it because it would be stupid and no one would watch it. Well, I, you saying that reminded me of something, and I think there is a webcomic called Reborn as Yamcha. I'm looking it up right now, and yeah, it's like Dragon Ball side story, uh, parentheses, Reborn as Yamcha, chapter one. And I think it's like, man, I don't know if I can discern what the story is just from looking at this, but I think Yamcha is now like the main character. And it's drawn very much like the style of the original Dragon Ball. Oh, it uh, is. Mangas. I'm looking at it now. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, I'm just. I have to watch all of this now. Yeah. Is that Yamcha and Barris? Oh God, it is. That's cool. I want to do it. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna binge <laughs> there all you of go. that. <laughs> I'm gonna fly to Japan to meet the writer. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's it's funny that you uh, mentioned that because. Uh, Something cool. Um, I started uh, buying these um, fan mangas on Amazon called Dragon Ball AF. You've heard of that, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, I've heard of um, them. Yeah, I've seen them at yeah. a couple of the like couple of the cons and that like the in the, in the area where they're like this stuff. You know, it's kind of right. Bootleggish. Yeah, it's like black market. Like we won't offer. Like we'll sell them to you. But we're not going to put them out that we have them, you know? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so the guy that drew and wrote those, like, is the guy that created, like, the infamous Super Saiyan 5 illustration that you'll see uh-huh. kind of floating around the internet. And he drew so similarly to Akira Toriyama that he actually now draws the official Dragon Ball Super manga. Oh, really? Yeah, so Akira Toriyama is, like, writing it, and this guy is drawing it. That's and awesome. I, was, I, I just thought that was so cool because it's like he just was doing that for fun and now he does it for a living. Well, there you go. You need to start drawing uh, DBZ too. Yeah. <laughs> start drawing, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's big right now. I, The manga that I read are not big right now. <laughs> what do you read right now? Oh, God. I, uh, garbage. Just <laughs> absolute garbage. Um, no, I've, I've, I'm really into the webtoons, so, like, I'm really, like, Darby, Space Boy, um, a whole bunch of stuff like that, so, like, that's what I'm, like, really into, but, I mean, I'm, st- I'm still reading my manga, I read a lot of, like, the nice little shoujo stuff where it's nice and cutesy and it's a love story, but I also do this thing where I'm reading this, uh, this series, um, the current, his current series is called Mix, and I'm pulling up my, my app now to see, to find the author, Whenever you want to load. We're going to keep this in here so the audience knows that we're actually... Just us typing. Exactly. Like, we're doing it live. We're going to Larry King this. Um, it's uh, Mitsu, uh, Mitsura Adachi. Or Adachi. Um, and it's basically the exact same characters, exact same, like, almost setting each time it's just there's a different story 
However, the same story elements happen all the time. Like, I know that this character is going to get with this girl in every single timeline. But it's it's literally the exact same drawing style. Mm-hmm. It's just a different a different thing. That's that's just what he does, and I I'm totally in it. Huh. That is well, if it works for him. <laughs> yeah, it's like huh, I mean, he's been doing it for yeah. doing it for years. So this looks like a sports manga. Yeah, it's sports. It's all baseball. Yeah. Um, he's done a couple others, like where it's uh. And, like, yeah, like, sometimes the characters will change a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes he'll give them glasses. Sometimes, <laughs> uh... Worked for Superman. Exactly. Like, sometimes just little bitty things will change. But, by and by, it's the exact same thing each and every time. Like, right. here. <laughs> gets gets gonna send you this fun little this is this is thrilling for the audience they're like every so uh so ready right now (laughs) there you go every episode of power rangers pretty much yeah so like see it's like the exact same style each time exact same characters each time and they're always going to get with each other but but the stories are so different and since I pretty much know this one, I'm a little bit. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're gonna get to get with each other. He's gonna throw you through a loop. That was, it was the long con. Like he just exactly. set up all those he, other he was, stories. He was waiting for this one because like his last one was mix. And mm-hmm. usually, like what usually happens is the main kid he'll be a pitcher, but then his mm-hmm. older brother will be a better pitcher, and then the older brother will die, oh, and wow. like a tragic car accident. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, no, that's awful. And then the kid will quit playing baseball. And then this girl will be like, I really want you to play baseball. And then he'll want to play baseball again. <laughs> and that's what will happen. But then like, in his last one, uh, he was friends with this girl. And he was he was playing baseball. And he was best friends with this girl. And they were growing up. And then she went to camp and she got killed. And then in the same, you know, sportsy accident, it happens. So he quit playing baseball, but then the younger sister of girl, which is the one that he usually falls in love with, was like, you're such a wuss. Stop being a wuss. Go play baseball again. And then he went and played baseball again. And then the next one, the baseball player is going to die. And the love no interest. No one's died yet in this one, which is weird. <laughs> No one's died. Uh, they made they've made jokes about his other manga before, um, so like no one's died in this one. But now the the older brother character and the love interest that he always has, their brother and sister, and their mom married his dad. So now he has these two as his siblings. But they're like step siblings, and so it's like, mm. how's it gonna shake out? <laughs> you know, I'm like, that, how is man, this gonna work? There were so many like '90s rom com, like teen rom com movies like that, where like a boy really liked a girl, and but he ha- he had like a single mom, and the girl had a single dad, and like the parents fell in love with the 
with each other at the end, as well as the kids falling in. I was like, how does that work? Because if the parents get married, they're like step-siblings now. Yep. And this dude's been doing it since the 70s, so <laughs> he's probably created some of those tropes. Uh, it, we don't have to worry about it, because the credits start rolling as soon as the... Yeah, the the last yeah, what'll happen is like that last episode, like they'll kiss or or they'll hold hands, and then we'll go credits, and we're like they lived happily ever after. (laughs) Right. They had to go to a different country, but they lived happily ever after. (laughs) Their children looked a little weird, but yeah, you know. Well, I mean, not not these two. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh man. Habsburg kids, look it up, go on Wikipedia, read about the Habsburg dynasty. That'll tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> History lesson from Josh, so have fun with that. Uh, oh, man. Oh, Mike, this was fun. Yeah, it really was. Uh, I know it probably wasn't when it started. It was awkward at first, but I think we, we learned a little bit about each other. Um, well, J- Jared told me it was just going to be awful. Oh, I mean, he was right. I mean, it's pretty bad. <laughs> No, he really didn't say that. Uh, he might as well have. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that, that was the coolest thing. Like when we met him, he uh, we he had known about our show because he was he had known Gavin, uh, who was my previous co-host. Um, so he had known Gavin, and because they had done some stuff before, like they had followed each other, and we went to Disneyland for D twenty three. And mm-hmm. I had my backpack, and it had a little ASP button on it. And mm-hmm. so we're sitting and soaring over the world, and like I'm, I'm putting my stuff up, and this guy comes over, like behind us, and he's like, "Are you guys from the animation station?" And he turned out it was freaking Jared Mariama, and we're like, oh "My gosh, you found me from this little bitty button? What the <laughs> heck, man?" It's like this is cool. It's like we had we hadn't talked about meeting up, nothing. And it's just like, oh hey, he somehow I guess we were he was behind us the whole time. I don't know how lines at Disneyland work. I, it would have been really serendipitous if you had met in It's a Small World after all. <laughs> See, that would have been good. That would have been good. <laughs> so I I will always remember my time that with Jared, and then us being hoisted up off of the ground, and then like. I don't know if you've ridden on Soarin' Over the World, but they spray little bits of stuff. Like, whenever they go over something, they, like, spray stuff in your face to make it seem like you're flying over a field of flowers or, like, flying over the ocean. They're like, salt spray. Sounds horrible. Oh, it's fantastic. And you're like, (laughs) ah, this is nice. Okay. (laughs) So I I remember uh, Jared smelling like like a variety of different scents. A potpourri. Exactly. It's like, mm, you smell great, sir. <laughs> now, Mike, we are doing a little giveaway with some of your prints. We've got mm-hmm. uh, your print from uh, Interstellar 5555. Did I, I think I, I think, did I miss a five? I think there's four fives. Four fives. Four. So in a, Interstellar, right. four fives. Um, and then uh, your name, which uh, both are, they were your... Um, posters that you made for the uh, Tower Theater and the Toons Tunes screenings, correct? Yes, exactly. So we're going to be giving those away. Um, all you have to do to enter is 
find our post. We're going to be doing a special giveaway post. So all you'll have to do is you'll have to like the post and tag two friends and be sure and follow Mike and we'll be sure and follow the animation station. That's all you have to do. And then we will announce those winners on September the 15th, I believe it was September 15th. Let Josh check his calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. That's when everything will close will be September 15th. We'll announce the winner on our September 17th episode. So that Monday's episode, we will announce the winner. So basically, you got to, you know, almost two weeks to, you know, do that. And so, yeah, be sure and enter. And you get an awesome, awesome print. Like, I have his, uh, I have your print, uh, your Death Scythe print from uh, the, yeah. the Gundam Wing Endless Waltz movie hanging up. Yeah. And it is dope. Like it's, it's I was I like the moment that uh, I think Harold posted that I was like I gotta get that I gotta get that right now. <laughs> that was a fun collaboration actually. Like I drew it and then um, two guys, um, uh, Brett Grimes and Adam Kyle Nair from Robot House. They did like the lettering and coloring. Mm-hmm. Um, the two posters that I've done since then, I I did all of it, but. Um, they they added like the coloring bits to it and and the lettering and it came out awesome like I I love how it came out that's awesome and like I actually hate drawing mech so that one was like a horrible <laughs> one for me to start oh why start do you hate on. mechs it's so complicated oh, <laughs> like man. I had to use well, so see, much gonna, reference for that one I was gonna pitch to you a comic idea <laughs> and it was All robot it was gonna be okay so yeah so here we go if anybody can do this you're welcome to my probably really crap idea but i was thinking i want to do like i want a comic where it's a kid because i mean all all mech pilots are children because that's the way japan taught us so i want it to be a mech but then there's a kid but then he doesn't want to get out of the mech (laughs) i thought you were gonna say the kid is a robot oh no they did that they did that there was there was a show on fox that did that Oh, is that Rusty? Yes, Rusty, yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so, but, like, the kid doesn't want to leave. So, but he's, like, afraid of the outside world, so he never leaves the mech. But it's, like, one of those mechs where it's kind of, like, like, there's enough room and stuff to move around and operate in it, like like one of the Pacific Rim ones. So, like, he could go and do stuff. Like, I, like, I always envisioned, like, one of the covers would have been, like, there's be, like, a McDonald's, and he's, like way down at the ground like the the mech is like on its like on its stomach and he's just like his little hands out like trying to get the food <laughs> uh, that's, that's hilarious that's been a pet that's been a pet passion of mine that I've wanted to do if I ever got talent that would be <laughs> the series that I would want to do and then I was there was another series where I wanted to do um it's like these different lives of these different like basically like npc characters Mm -hmm. but they're the you know they're the main characters of the story and like they're you know trying to go to work and then like godzilla will have like destroyed the coffee shop that they work at and it's like (laughs) "Ah, well crap or it's like they go to work and then but they find out that they've been working for like the joker 
something like and I'm like, oh man, and like Batman <laughs> comes in and it's like has to like beat him up and like I literally am just a secretary. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know, just like different stuff like that. Like that's that's the type uh, of stuff that I would love somebody to do. So if anybody wants to do that, uh, do it. But um, let me know. <laughs> At least tag you. Tag me. Tag. Give me a tag. Yeah. Yeah. It won't happen. <laughs> that's funny. Oh man, my yeah. Like I said, this was this was really fun. This was fun. Yeah, I'm sorry it happened so late. Oh, no, it's fine. It's only midnight. I'm, you know, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so, Mike, where can everybody find you? You can find me anywhere. Like, uh, I usually use Instagram and a little bit of Twitter. I don't really like Twitter, but um, M-I-K-U-L-O-C-T-O-P-U-S, Michael Octopus. Um, Google that, and you can find me pretty much anywhere my website. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm predominantly on Instagram, though. And your podcasts? And my podcast, yes. Um, my, I, I co-host a podcast with my best friend, Cole, and uh, they're called uh, Scary Movie Ice Cream Night and Saturday Morning Ice Cream. And they are a lot of fun. They are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we haven't been shut down yet. Um, I, I will say I've only, I, like, I didn't listen to any of the scary movie ones because I, <laughs> I couldn't, my, my poor heart, I don't think could handle it. But um, I, I've listened to the first two episodes of the, the first two of what, I think there's three of the Saturday morning ice cream. Mm-hmm. So like, I've listened to the first two, and I've started the third one. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really digging you guys' style. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we only have three of Saturday morning because we, we just started that one in June, but we've been doing scary movies since uh, 2015, so I think we just hit episode 61 today. Um, we take long breaks, and we only do like one or two episodes a month, so we're not super uh, regular with our releases, especially after both of us had kids. But um, Oh, you mean you guys don't kill yourself doing an episode a week, sometimes two episodes a week? Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, no, that won't happen. <laughs> no, but we, we've just gotten so ridiculous on that show. Like we actually started out with really good intentions of being like a serious horror movie review podcast. And that lasted maybe three or four episodes. And it's just it's gone downhill since then. Yeah, it's, it's just us giggling the entire time and talking about ice cream and and uh, what's old. your favorite ice cream? Uh, me, I'm. I'm basic. I'm a basic bitch when it comes to ice cream. Like I love vanilla and chocolate chip. Cole is the one who will like try all of the like weird fancy things like uh, coffee oh, ice cream. Uh, or whatever. No, I'm I'm good. <laughs> like I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty simple. Um, I will say when I go to Brahms and I get a shake, it's like I want butter pecan and chocolate like mixed mm. together, and it's delicious. It's oh, wow. so bad for you because especially the butter pecan. But now you said you like vanilla. Yeah. Here's the make or break of the the possible friendship. Okay. What type of vanilla? Like French vanilla, home style. What type of vanilla? Oh, um, vanilla bean. I, you know, I I get traditional vanilla, but I have had French vanilla, and I think I do like that. I'm a, I am a big fan of the French vanilla myself. Yeah. Um, the vanilla bean but, I can do if it's like on like a, a pie or something, but like just eating right. vanilla bean ice cream, it's a bit much. 
You know, that, that would have been hilarious if, like, every episode I just have a different type of vanilla. But I actually just got in trouble, like, on the, not this last episode, but I think one or two episodes before that, I had a vanilla shake as my ice cream choice for that episode. And Cole kind of rips me a new one in, in that episode because, he, he as he says, he lets a lot of things slide with me. But just having vanilla shake is, like, sacrilege now do you guys actually have a shake on each of your episodes so for the most part we really do try to eat ice cream while we're watching the movie that's awesome yeah we will watch the movie at different times like we don't like skype while we're watching the movie or something yeah but um we do try and have like a, a new fresh type of ice cream to talk about um there's been a few instances um where like Cole will have like a really amazing ice cream earlier in the week and he just wants to talk about it so he won't necessarily watch or eat it while he's watching the movie. But yeah, for the most part, we do try and have something every time. See, that's cool. That's And that's a lot of cool dedication. Um, yeah, it's why we're so fat now. But. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, you, you didn't drink a Frosty's orange soda, which I did look at the back, contains 0% juice. So oh, no. it's not technically an orange juice. So I did bad. I yeah. I was going to buy um these little uh, Hershey's uh, boxes, like milk chocolate milk boxes for my kid the other day, and the label said chocolate drink, and I was like, What's... well, there's no milk in this at all. So it's like a YooHoo. Yeah. Uh. I mean, I, my first clue should have been that it was, like, on the juice aisle and not refrigerated at all. Like, I was like, how is this not need to be cold? Yeah, that is that is one of those things. Like, I try to stay away from those juices because I'm like, mm-hmm. that's that can't be juice. It's like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's got good. something in there that's not juice. <laughs> but, you know, it is in the cold juice aisle, Sunny D. It is, absolutely. So technically a juice. It is a juice. It has its own end cap at the end of the aisle. Exactly. And we'll put all of those links in our show notes um, and on our website. So if you you want to find those, you can either go to our website or, you know, just click on the little show notes and it'll pop everything down for you. Um, And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast on Facebook and Tumblr at Animation Station Podcast on Twitter at Animate Podcast. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, any of your favorite podcatchers, which is a thing that people say that I stole, so I'm going to keep using podcatchers. Um, you can also find all of our episodes on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Be sure and go to the wonderful Ice Cream Podcast and our podcast on iTunes. Leave a review and a like. Let us know what you think about the shows. And that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. All right. So we want to. This was practice. We want to record now, right? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I I was trying to think of something, but then I did I did that whole bit, and I was like, Nah, I can't say that I wasn't recording because. No. Oh, you do that too. Yeah, I do I've that to it. Cole like it. every yeah. episode, and it freaks them out every single time. I also like doing. Uh, so for the Animation Station podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Mike. There it is. 
<laughs> like, I'll like sit there and I'll just wait and I'll be like, and then if like nothing happens after like 15 seconds, I'll be like, and I'm Mike. And then I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. Like it like keeps everybody on their toes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So again, let's pee a little. <laughs> so um, on that uh, peeing bombshell, I'm Josh. I'm Mike. Bye bye everybody. Bye.